Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. This is the Collision Review Show and that means only one thing. I am joined by my AEW, well my good friend and AEW guru, the problem child, Mr. Dave Robinson. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, mate. There we are. I'm all good. This is the final show before my turnbuckle out of office goes on for the week. Uh, so you have the pleasure of my company. Oh, my I think you've earned a break, mate, to be honest. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. But before we start, I just want to thank everyone that's tuned in on Apple Podcasts, uh, making us the 34th highest in the UK podcast charts. We are up there with the likes of Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick of WWE's uh, After the Bell. We're above Booker T. So can you dig that sucker? <laughs> so we're above Booker T. Uh, but just thanks everyone so much for uh, joining and uh, listening to us on Apple Um the YouTube stuff's doing great as well. So again, thanks again for that. But Dave, it's collision time. Now, before we start on collision, there's just one piece of news, which we kind of spoke about briefly on the Dynamite show. We wasn't sure if uh, Brian Danielson uh, had sustained an injury. It turns out it is the case. He's got a fractured orbital bone and will at least miss the rest of this year. Big shame, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, it is. And uh, another one in the list of injuries for him in recent times. And he's, he's running AEW really. That's third, third injury, but this one really unlucky, obviously an impact one. Um, I presume it's, as I say, either from the orange punch or from um, the rainmaker. Yeah. Um, that's certainly the the story they told us on collision. Um, so you've got to feel for the guy um, at the same time though. They got pe- plenty of people like Claudio who can yes. really pick up the mantle. You know, I thought his promo on Collision was really good, uh, and his match on Collision was, you know, a packed a punch as well, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. So um, Danielson will be back, and I'm sure he'll still be involved backstage, and we'll still get some great matches. Hopefully, he'll be returned for World's End because that will be right at yeah. the end of the year. So it'd be great if they could get him back for then. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be good to get him back, and we send obviously our well wishes again to Mister Danielson and get better soon. They were live from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut, WWE territory. Uh, yeah, it was good. Good crowd, I thought. Really good. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes it certainly was. Uh, opened up with an absolute stonker of a match between Jay White, uh, uh, obviously with the Bullet Club, uh, and AR Fox. Match was really good. Now, what I liked about this particular match, and, and it sort of starts at the beginning and it ends at the end, was there was a sequence where Jay White went for a sort of double-handed chop or a clothesline. AR Fox done the little nip-up thing. Yeah. Caught him earlier on in the match. But later on in the match, he tries it again and gets caught and he goes straight into the switchblade and Jay White picks up the victory. I love the way they used that at the start and the finish. It was great sort of, I suppose... They call it ring psychology from Jay White, but it was great planning that they went to do to make to a do that spot at the start and then to do it at the end to make it Jay White then thought, well, I know what he's doing here. Bang, switchblade, end. But a great start to collision. It's what we talk about in the telling stories. You know, that's yeah. exactly what they did in this match. Uh, and it was how Jay White could could overcome 
a real tough opposition and a great opponent in AR Fox. And we haven't seen much of him in recent weeks. No. Um, kind of since he left the Mogul Embassy and there was that mm. storyline with Derby and Nick Wayne. Um, yeah. But it was great to see him back and really did showcase what he can do. Um, he's he's an absolute star, AR Fox. Um, yeah. He slots into AEW so nicely in terms of his style. Um, he can have great matches with guys like Jay White. He can have match, great matches with guys like Dante Martin. Uh, and any of the luchadors. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that we got that feature match on Collision. And as you say, what a match it was! Yeah, what a great start. MJF tried to nick the belt back. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little touch as well. That was a nice little touch. Yeah. Um, he kind of scarped though when he saw the four of them. Um, but but yeah, he's trying to get his his triple B back. He did. He was unsuccessful, unfortunately. But the action didn't stop there for uh, Bullet Club Gold. Uh, straight after that, Dalton Castle and the boys uh, walk out. Um, the guns are already in the ring at this point. But as one of the boys tries to get into the ring, Colton cuts him off, uh, boots him in the corner. They've lariated uh, boy two by Austin three. And then they hit the three ten. Uh, and that is done and dusted. Uh, done and dusted. Quick win for uh, the the uh, the guns at this point, but just to solidify, the guns is one of the top teams in the division at the moment. <clears throat> it does, and it's another victory with their finisher, the three ten to Yuma, which was execute, executed really well as well. Uh, it's been announced that the guns will be challenging MJF and maybe Adam Cole. It's a question mark, obviously, because Adam Cole's still injured. Um, but that looks like it's going to happen zero error at full gear. Okay. Um, so yeah, that that's another. Another element of the Bullet Club feud and Bullet Club story with MJF. Would you expect um, the Guns to win the titles? I'm really unsure, to be honest. Um, it depends on the long-term situation of Adam Cole, mm. because MJF's already defended the titles on his own once against the Righteous, which really didn't do a great deal for the Righteous after they'd re- they'd really picked up some momentum. And I know a lot of fans are enjoying their vignettes and their overall presentation as well as their matches. So for a team to lose to one man, even if that one man is the world champion, um, it, it's not something that you want many, you know, you don't want that to be happening a lot. So it really does have, it really does, um, you know, factor on Adam Cole's physical status and how soon he's going to be able to return to the ring. I've still got my suspicions about the man in the mask stuff. Um, but aside from that, you've got the, t- the Ring of Honor tag team titles that have got to be, you know, they've got to be decided one way or another. So, yeah, I think until we know a little bit more news, hopefully something in the next week or two, uh, it's a hard one to predict. But I certainly wouldn't be strongly against the guns wearing gold in, in AEW again, albeit the Ring of Honor titles. Exactly that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think if Adam Cole isn't good to go, I think it makes sense to put it on the guns uh, yeah. when he comes back. Yeah. Um, we get a, a very nice and very evil package uh, from Danhausen. We're going to see him soon, uh, which would be, be good to see him back. Um, Ryan Nemeth was there and he said he needs some management. So he's knocking on the door of uh, CJ Perry. Um, however, CJ Perry isn't in that room when he knocks. No. Uh, the Redeemer is. Um, <laughs> Ryan Nemeth. I love David. Yeah, come in. Come yeah, in. <laughs> come in, come in. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be leaving an ambulance, but but come in. Yeah, we um, might not see him for a few weeks. Yeah, he might be conspicuous by his absence for the last few weeks. Um, we had the women's world title match next. Now, this was brilliant. So, for those of you who didn't watch Rampage, uh, is it Abandon? That's her name, isn't it? Abandon, Abandon, Abandon. 
Abaddon, there you go. Uh, she won a, a match to become the number one contender for Shida's title. So she took on Shida on, on collision. Uh, it was actually a, a bit of a, a little bit of um, it was a Halloween fight night. So it was like a no DQ. They covered the ring in decor decorations. She at one point during this um, match, uh, Shida jumped to the top rope with a, a, a which was a stick or whatever it's called, a broom broomstick, broom, which is broom, yeah. which is broom and. She landed, uh, it, it landed in a very uh, conspicuous space where you can understand the broom was between her legs. So yeah. Go go figure that. It wasn't as bad as NWA. You had people snorting called cocaine on that show. Um, yeah, just, I heard. <laughs> just think about that. Uh, but uh, this match was, it was a bit of fun. It was good to see her then though, because I hadn't seen her in a while. I've seen her post a lot of stuff. She'd done, she'd gotten herself in a bit more better condition. It looks good to see her. Uh, Sheila picks up the win, which wasn't really a major surprise, but it was still, it's nice to see a bit of differentiation in the matches. It's nice to see two people that you haven't seen in a while. Well, with Abaddon anyway, Sheila against Abaddon that we haven't seen in a while go against each other. Yeah, and we saw like the Memphis Street fight style match a few weeks ago, or last week with Kingston and Jarrett. So it's nice yeah. that the, the women are booked similar, similarly, similarly. Yeah. That's it. You that's what word. I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, yeah, because they they that's what we've talked about on the show in the past that they should be getting booked the same or, yeah. or the same opportunities as the men. And mm. I thought they did really well. Abaddon has got a real court following, and mm. I know a lot of people were glad to see her back on Rampage. But a little bit surprised that she picked up the win in that fatal four way to go on to collision for the title shot. Um, mm. But she's certainly done herself no harm in terms of um, where she may be now in the next few weeks and months. Um, she's definitely in with a shout to have, uh, you know, have a run on the main roster, whether that be dynamite or collision. Um, she's very different. She's got some very unique, different offense as well. Not just yeah. the way she looks, the way she performs. Um, so I was really pleased for her to get that that spotlight and get that opportunity. And hopefully they don't just wheel her out every Halloween because I'm pretty <laughs> sure the last time we saw her wasn't last year, it was the year before, but around the Halloween period, I'm sure she had a match with Britt Baker. Um, so yeah, let's let's give her a, she she seemed a bit less like a zombie now than she was when we saw her previously. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as spooky and silly. Um, so yeah, I, I certainly hope that we see more of Abaddon. Speaking of someone that we want to see more of, uh, Timeless Tony Storm made a, a brief appearance during it. She dived across the announce table. I've seen a video on on uh, uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, where she pulls an orange out of her butt. Well, not she doesn't literally pull it out of her backside, but she puts her hand down her tights that she's wearing or whatever she's wearing, pulls orange out, gives it to Tony Schiavone. Um, <laughs> she is. Uh, one of the most entertaining characters so far. She portrays that character so well. Um, we need to see. I, I still think she's got to take that title off of Sheeta. I think so. And I'm a Sheeta fan. I really enjoy her matches. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the overall package and just how incredibly, uh, it was such an incredible job she's doing at the minute, it makes a lot of sense to capitalise that on that and put the belt back on Tony. Um, yeah. I still want to see a lot of Sheeta. I hope she doesn't like drop the title and drops off our screens um, because she's got a lot to offer. And this resurgence, or this this definite improvement we've seen, there's still there's still criticism. You know, there's still room for improvement, but things have been better in recent weeks. And I think Hikaru Sheeta's got a lot to do with that. Um, she's authentic. She's you know she's legitimate. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy seeing her in the ring, and I'm sure she'll have a great match at Full Gear against Tony Storm. Yeah, me too. I can't wait, but please put a time on Tony. 
Yeah. Um, Tony, put a title on Tony, please. Um, Keith Lee, uh, Shane Tanner continued their war of words at the back. Um, the next match, and it's one of our favourites, is Samoa Joe against Red Titus. I mean, it wasn't, it was a very short, hard hitting, though, match uh, between us. And they did to the Code of Honor, which was nice. I like that. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of hard hitting stuff in it. It didn't take long. Uh, before he got caught in the Joe Inogi and the Kohina clutch finished it off for Samoa Joe. Again, double quick time. But this version of Samoa Joe, he's still got his issues with MJF. Like we've all mentioned on the Dynamite review, MJF's got a lot of uh, enemies going for him at the moment. Joe is one of them, although he's trying to help them by get by going against the kingdom and getting his title shot at the same time. But Samoa Joe still continues to look really strong in Ring of Honor. Is they are they doing the run that they try? Are they trying to replicate the run that he had at Ring of Honor? Because he was the longest reigning TV champion, wasn't it? Ring of Honor before before Tony Khan bought it out. Uh, Joe, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was lethal. But, oh, um, maybe Joe was, and then lethal done it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 on that, but I, I think his his run in AEW has been phenomenal. I think the crowd reaction to him as well, when it when he came out this week, was off the charts. It's really, he's a heel. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't know it from some of the reactions he gets. Uh, and that spot when when he moves out the way, it was the high cross body, wasn't yeah. it, this week? He yeah. just doesn't get old. It, it yeah. just, it's such, it's so over, it's so well done. Um, and I'm glad that he's still in that title picture, that he's still being portrayed as the main star that we've always known he is. You know, he always was in TNA. He was booked pretty well at times in WWE, to be honest. You know, I remember the the match with Lesnar and, you know, he did some good stuff there. Uh, he was plagued by injuries a little bit and, and yeah. obviously ended up on commentary for a while. Um, but I think this run that he's having is the best of his career. And uh, as I said on the Dynamite review, I certainly hope Samoa Joe gets a world title reign in AEW before he uh, calls it time in his career. Yeah, I certainly hope so too. Um, they next done they done QTV, QT Marshall's back, Yippee uh, and he's going to defend his AAA uh, Latin American title against the best luchadors AEW has to offer. So we'll see where that goes in the future. Maybe Commander, Gravity, um, yeah, Bandido, Bandido, Penta, Ray Phoenix. Would you put them in there? I know Phoenix is injured at the minute, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. We saw Mystico as well, didn't we, last week? So Yeah, Mystico, yes. The former Sincara. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Claudio, you mentioned Claudio with his uh, interview about Daniel Cern. Uh, he, due to, he said he blamed the Orange Punch on the Rainmaker. He said Okada will pay, but Orange will pay this week because Clastignoli's got the match this week with Orange Cassidy for the title. I would love to see Castagnoli Okada, though, David. Yeah, I think both of those matches will happen. Obviously, one next week and the other match will, will also happen probably well, at then. full gear. Oh, OK, yeah. Well, I was thinking they were probably, with Okada being back and obviously the tag team match, they were probably going towards Okada-Danielson too. Yeah. So with the injury now, I could definitely see Claudio uh, filling in for Danielson and, and those two men having an incredible match. I think next week is going to be awesome. You know, that I think probably main event as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, Claudio's another one that's doing some of the best work of his career in ring, and you know he's he's been pretty good as well uh, in terms of his his verbal stuff. You know, he's he's vignettes. He's when he's been backing up the Blackpool Combat Club, um, he's definitely shows that you know he's he has got bags of personality and stuff that 
perhaps he was accused of or you know WWE did what they didn't see in him he's definitely showing that he's a full package and somebody that prior to holding the ring of honor world title should have held another world title at this stage yeah. in his career way before he did um so i'm really pleased for claudio as well um again really shows that he's a top star and his booking um supports that as well yep agreed agreed dax and ricky was next uh i suppose i suppose there's a little bit disappointment i i expected more maybe from this match because the dax was such a good singles wrestler i'm not sure maybe it just didn't work out the way it should be but the match was still good don't get me wrong and you yeah, know yeah. there was some really good matches in there and he did counter the rochambeau quite nicely as well obviously big bill gets involved a little bit and then Starks pins Dax with a power driver. Uh, actually, one of Dax's moves, he does the power driver to win. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the end. The House of Black come out. Uh, they align themselves with Starks and Big Bill. But then we get the return of LFI. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to go there with their full name. But they, Roosh uh, and all those guys, Preston Vance and all that, come out and align themselves seemingly with FDR, but Dave, that in itself, if they go with that, which will be a 10-man tag, I believe, we need to see that. Aldralistico was the other guy, wasn't it? Rest, it was Rasmus yeah. Uh They brought with the House of Black uh, and <laughs> Starks and Bill decide to get out of there, Big Bill decide to get out of there, but that would be a 10-man tag that we'd want to see, right? <clears throat> oh, man, definitely. I, I'm so glad to see Roosh back. I know that last week we had the vignette and it was imminent that we were going to be seeing him again. Yeah. But to see Lost Faction in Gobernable come out to actually support FTR, the baby faces, mm. was a nice little twist that I didn't expect. I assumed yeah. they'd be coming back as heels because that's how we saw them portrayed prior to them going off television. Um, so to see Dralistica, Roosh and Preston Vance form that temporary alliance with FTR is going to make for one hell of a 10-man tag. Um, again, probably a match that we're going to see at full gear, I'd have thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so glad to see Roosh back. Um, again, he he looked like an absolute star. Um, how he was positioned, walking to the ring, and, and even at the end when they were celebrating, you know, Roosh is obviously a guy that they think highly of at AEW and somebody that I hope that we get to see those one-on-one matches Against all of House of Black, to be honest, um, I'd love to see Roosh and Malakai lock up. Um, yeah, some good, some good singles match- matches to come. But as you say, that ten man tag is going to be something special. It is. I can't wait to see that. I'm sure that's the. I hope that's the route they're going anyway. But yeah, it's going to be great to see Roosh back in some one on one action. Set up some nice little dream matches there, as we've seen quite a lot of uh, since Collision has debuted. Uh, we go to the back. At this point, Lexi's trying to get a word from Andrade about last week's uh, going into CJ Perry's office. He weren't giving anything away. And that said, it's his business. Uh, after that, though, the really interesting bit was Statlander, Willow and Sky Blue. Statlander wanted to know what the crack was over the last couple of weeks. Um, and Sky Blue is just edging away. It's edging as if that she's going to be heading towards the House of Blacks, potentially setting up a tag match with Statlander and Nightingale against Sky Blue and Julia Hart, maybe there, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I think that would be the immediate thing to do. But the interesting, Willow still got a little bit of that eyeshadow, mm-hmm. that makeup, yeah. you know, after the mist. So um, you wouldn't be totally 100% in terms of Willow's intentions or, you know, what might, might happen during that match. So it's set up really well, actually, um, in terms of Sky aligning herself with Julia 
and uh, Willow and Chris forming a, a tag team, but not 100% sure if Chris can trust Willow. Yeah. So, yeah, again, not a good moment. They haven't done a great deal of women's tag team wrestling, but when they no. have, they've done it pretty well, to be honest. There's been a couple of, of um, like street fights um, that have featured the women in tag teams. So I, th- I definitely think that would be that would be a great match, and all four women deserve their spot on the pay per view, given the run that they've had in recent months, because all four of them have been phenomenal, you know, for the women's division in AEW. Yeah, definitely. I, I hope that's where they're going. You're right. When they put the tag team matches on, they've been decent. So let's let's see more of those. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli had Tracy Williams, which literally what three moves and done. Uh, yep. he, he literally stretched him after that a little bit as well, taking out a bit of frustration. We then get to the main event of Collision before there was a lovely, great split screen of them guys uh, walk, getting ready to walk out. Samoa Joe interrupts MJF at this point and says, all you've got to do if you want my help is scream my name. Uh, JR comes out for commentary at this point and we get to the main event. And my God, I mean, it is crazy. MJF was doing the jumping backflips over the top rope. You are talking a match here that, I don't know, they, I, I'm lost for words a bit, mate, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was it was just awesome. It was phenomenal. It was a match that could have very easily headlined any pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, AEW past or present, you know, it, it was just, it was just a huge success. Um, if I'm nitpicking, I didn't love the use of the table. Oh, the, the um, Dragon Ball or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, it it, it looked pretty insane, to be honest. It, it looks like it could have gone very wrong. It didn't. Mm. Um, but in terms of DQ, I suppose, if, yeah. if as I say, if I'm being really nitpicky, I would have probably preferred the ref to have been knocked down for that. Um, but we have seen in the past in all companies that when it comes to world title matches, they do allow a little bit of leniency. Yeah. Um, in terms of count outs and in terms of DQ. So I don't want to harp on too much about that, but maybe that will be picked up in other places. Um, but in terms of the match itself, oh, you know, the fight forever chant, yeah. uh, that applied so much in this match because I could have easily watched another error of it. Um, yeah. I thought Kenny was back on top. That was his absolute A game. He was moving around the ring like he was, you know, in his during his world title run. Uh, and MJF just gets better and better. And I was a little bit critical earlier on in the year in terms of MJF's title run, and it, it was partly because we weren't seeing a great deal of him. Um, that's, I suppose, a very heelish thing to do in terms yeah. of calling himself an attraction and yeah. any wrestling when he wants to. So as he has transitioned to this kind of babyface role, we're still not 100%, but you know, he's, he's as babyface as MJF is going to get. For him now to be doing like the double duty at pay-per-views and for him to be uh, defending his title and having matches more frequently. I mean, he had that match against Juice on Dynamite. He wrestled again here tonight. He's wrestling again on Dynamite next week. So that's a stark difference to how much he was featuring in terms of actual matches earlier on in the year. Um, So I'm absolutely loving this now. And I think this is the world champion that he he was born to be. Um, interesting in going into full gear I don't think it's a, an absolute certainty that he's retaining against Jay White I think there's oh. enough doubt there um, but I think in terms of his title run in terms of this match and in terms of everything he's been doing in this, the past few months has been absolutely awesome and uh, he's, he's truly is the face of the company 
And he certainly is. I mean, this match it, it went on. Oh, it was it was a given lengthy time as well, which was great. I mean, there was V triggers, there was heat seekers, even done the Panama Sunrise, which was countered by Omega up uh, for that as well. Uh, and Omega went for a move. MJF super kicked him. Then he hit the pan, the Panama Sunrise. Then he hits. Uh, the Heat Seeker uh, and MJF wins the match, um, which was fantastic. Of this, uh, obviously Don Callis gets involved. He was knocked out, but this match itself was uh, I, I, I'm blown away by it. To be honest, I, and obviously I know Kenny Omega is, is great. Whoever you put him in the ring with, but uh, you know MJF for me, I think that was the best matchup. I, I think that was better than the All In match of Adam Cole. No, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree, and I loved how how they did at the end as well, the handshake, the raised yeah. hands, no funny business. It was just no. two of the absolute best AEW you've got to offer, going out there, putting on one hell of a match, which was loved by the, the crowd, were, went crazy for it as well. Yeah. And they'd been sitting there for a few hours and they were kind of, they yeah, were. they were up for every big move. They were in it for every near fall. Um, just, just what AEW does best, to be honest with you, puts on sensational matches, bell to bell. The quality was Brilliant. As I said, I don't know what you feel about the table and whether that was kind of necessary or whether they could have done it differently. But when you're getting a match that good, it's hard really to criticise any element of it. Yeah, I'm not going to criticise it. it. Was it needed? No. Did I mind? No. Yeah. <laughs> it really didn't care. The match was so good. I think for me, Collision won the show of the week. Very close with NXT, though, I would have to say. But I, I'm going to give Collision a 9 out of 10 for this week. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I'd have to agree as well. I'd have to go over another nine. Similar like dynamite, I said eight and a half, nine. Yeah. This collision with this main event, absolutely a nine. Um I mean you could even argue a ten, but I think I think a nine's about right. Um, but they they didn't do much wrong this week on collision. I thought it was a great show. Um the crowd made such a difference as well. I thought they were they were really good in connect connect Connecticut. Connecticut? Connecticut. Yeah, um, I thought, as you say, staunch WWE territory as well. Um, but I think it just shows huge wrestling fans, you know, regardless of company, they just love live wrestling. And when AEW were putting on a show like that, um, they quite rightly enjoyed it and, you know, loved every second of it. So hopefully that is, we'll see more of the same now in the next few months. You know, there's there was a period over the summer when, some of the venues, some of the attendances were a little bit questionable. And mm -hmm. we've spoke about perhaps utilizing some more intimate venues for shows. Um, well, that was absolutely perfect last night. So it kind of like, if, if there's those venues and those type of places that are desperate for AW action, then then I totally understand why Tony Khan wants to do more of a tour than having like a... A, just the Jacksonville venue, for example, or, yeah. you know, the impact zone, which impact used to do, you know, the fact that they're on tour visiting different towns and cities, you know, last night showed how, how good that can be. Yeah, definitely can. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, off air last week that I was challenging my inner Excalibur when I was yeah. going through our events that we're going to attend. Yeah. I'm now calling myself Ad Scalibur uh, as I as we go through these last few uh, events that we're doing to round off the year. Yesterday, I was in RCWA, fantastic event. Uh, Paul Robinson was there of the Swords of Essex. Uh, it was actually run by Will Ospreay's mum, and she has her own Titan Tron of music. 
which That's cool. she is Mrs. McMahon of RCWA. Uh, she was brilliant to come out. It was great to see her and have a quick chat with Will Ospreay's mum. Uh, loved it. Uh, the show was great. You know, the only, you know, listen, these type of shows, it had like 200 people. We had had a Tyantron, it had smoke. I, I was sitting with CJ uh, from Ignite, who uh, invited me down, uh, invited me down there. So big thanks to CJ, big thanks to Dave and the crew at RCWA. Andy has just been to uh, Impact Wrestling or TNA. We have got press tickets for those. A big thanks to the guys at TNA. We hope to, uh, we're definitely going to be back next year. I believe Andy's already sorted that out. So we're going to be back at TNA next year in Coventry. Um, Hopefully we'll get some TNA guys on the show pretty soon to have a conversation with. Next week, I am at Rev Pro. So I come back off my holly bobs and straight back into wrestling. I go to see, I go to 229 to watch Revolution Pro Wrestling. They've announced three matches on the show already, but I'll run them down uh, next before, on Saturday before when I do a pod on Saturday, I'll run them down because I have the whole card and I'd rather run down the whole card there. But RCWA, I will say one thing, Mark True, Corey McRae tore the house down with a singles match. Uh, it was a fantastic singles match. Um, so we got that. The following week after that, we are all back in our spiritual home of 96 Shenley Road in Borehamwood for the Ignite uh, Curtain Call 2. Myself, Dave, Andy, Rachel will all be there. Dave, I think your dad will be there as well. He? He'll be there. He loves himself some Ignite. So. He loves himself. So no, my lad will be there and his daughter will be there. So we're going to have a massive team buckle presence out there at Ignite on the 12th. And the following week, I think there's a show somewhere, but then the 25th, you and Andy are up to SWA instruction. Going to got a big card, big card stacked. Uh, we'll run through that at a later date as well, once all the matches have been announced. But there's some big names uh, going to SWA. The next day, myself and Andy are at Camden Town in the Electric Ballroom for a bit of progress wrestling. Warren Banks' last match against his trainer, Gene Money, who we will see at Ignite in a couple of weeks' time uh, to see if he retains his title. Uh, following that, I think you're heading off to BCCW? Yeah. In December, we're going to hit... I'm going to RCWA in December, on December the 9th uh, to just go and see their last show of the year. I've come and come what it was called now. It was a good show. They even sell food there. Hot dogs are £2. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't go for it. I, went, I had my Maccas afterwards like I normally do. But, uh, yeah, they do that as well. You're off to BCCW. I'll be off to RCWA. In squished in between that, we've got the Team Buckle Christmas Jollies. Yeah. <laughs> December the 2nd. And uh, IWW. Okay, and I, how can I forget? Yeah. When's that? A lot going on. Um, it's some point, I think it's the first or second weekend in November. But yeah, that's that's another one I've been hope, I've been trying to get there for the last few months, but I've yeah. been double booked weddings and different things. So yeah, I'm making my debut as a spectator there. Um, and I'm really looking to see, obviously, friends of the show, Donnie and Ant, who we, we had on and a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, and of course, he's yeah, champion. the smiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Adam Jones, Gold. champion. Yeah, he's yeah. there as well. So we're going to be going to see that. So we're going to round off the year in a bit of style. We're attending a lot of events. And say we've got our Christmas jollies as well, which you will see some pictures of that plastered over social media prior to some of the team getting drunk. Me and myself and Dave will not be those two individuals. We will be the good ones. I'll be partaking in a few drinks, but just not as many as the others. Uh, we may have some surprises uh, on the show that day as well. Some of the, some of the lads uh, that we've met over this year may show up. Uh, we may do, depending on their booking statuses and stuff. Uh, obviously, we don't want it to get in the way of bookings. But that is the year to end at the moment for us as we move into 2024. Uh, but guys, again, thanks so much for every single one of you that tunes in, listen to our boring voices, um, <laughs> watches our, watching us on YouTube and listening to us all the time. Please keep it going because... 
we want to try and climb that ladder a bit higher we'd like to we want to be as high as we can so if you do just stick us on it's a 40 minute show sometimes sometimes it runs a bit over if we have a lot to talk about it can run over that time but it's a much appreciated for every single one of you that have listened watched whatever you do just keep on doing it it makes makes our lives well it doesn't make our life easy but it makes us happier to see us climbing that thing so we we love what we do here as we wouldn't do it so please keep it up but guys, that was Excalibur, that was my Excalibur moment. This has been the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. My out of office is going on now. He has been the problem child, Mr. Dave Robinson. And we will be back. We'll soon be back this week with some more stuff. So keep it all looked. Hey, go on to Twitter, HTT Buckle, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Freds, Hitting the Turnbuckle. Just search Hitting the Turnbuckle. You'll see us big purple logo. You can't miss it. But until next time, everybody, buckle down and stay safe. Goodbye. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.